The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I'm Alice Reed. And we've not done a podcast for oh, ages. We were just talking about how shocking we've been, weren't oh, no. we? Oh. Now, actually, we did do a podcast. We watched and thoroughly enjoyed Censor. Mm. Um we recorded a podcast, I just hadn't edited it. Just, oh, can't get the staff these days. No, I know. We've been too busy. <laughs> so that, that will have to sit in the, um, oh, what, what sit in your to-do pile. Sit, sit in the mm. pod bank along with, uh, the people under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hocus pocus. <laughs> All these treats to come. Oh, yeah. When I Alice know. is bored. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, both of us have been looking forward to tonight. We're massively psyched. About massively psyched. Especially as, I think, originally we were going to go to the cinema and see it, and then that just didn't work out. Um, when we say it didn't work out, we just forgot, we didn't forgot. we? <laughs> <laughs> this is why... Ever this the is, professionals. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is why the podcast is so sporadic, is yeah. we just keep forgetting yeah. that we're podcasters now. And so we keep forgetting to do podcasts... Or sometimes we do a podcast and I forget to publish it. We forget it. to publish it. But, you know, either way, we still love you. We still care. <laughs> <laughs> Am I convincing? <laughs> All right, do you want to tell the fans at home what we're watching tonight? Yes. Well, tonight we are doing, don't say it three times, <gasps> The Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I'm really excited about because it's such a classic. Yeah. The remake's got good buzz. I haven't even seen the trailer yet. I've seen the trailer a while ago and actually I didn't want to, I didn't want to rewatch it because I thought I, I watched it when I think actually Ellis and I went to the cinema to watch something else, um, or oh, ages ago. The Conjuring. The 3, Conjuring. Wasn't it? it was The Conjuring. Um, and I can't remember if it was advertised at the cinema or we just got talking about it. Um, and then I watched the trailer around then and thought it looked absolutely brilliant. And I loved the original when I was younger as well. Yeah, classic. Um, absolute classic. Yeah. Scary classic as well. Like, I remember being a kid and genuinely being like, oh, like, you wouldn't look in the mirror and say it three times, would you? Like, what a fool. <laughs> like, like you'd to be with your friends and you'd almost, like, dare each other to do it, but then be like, no, absolutely, like, I'm not stupid. Come on. Um, so, yeah, really good film. Um, I love... Uh, oh. And his name has literally just slipped out of my head. Tony Todd? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, scary as hell. Very cool and scary guy. Now, And I believe, did you tell me he's in the remake as well? I believe so. That was what I, when I read a a little bit about it ages ago when we spoke about it, they said that it said that he was. Yeah. So do we know if he's got, like, is he Mm. he just there in a cameo or is he actually playing Candyman? No, I think he's the Candyman. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I would... I think it'd be a bit disappointing if he wasn't, really. 
Yeah, yeah. Because you know? for me, he is, you know, he's a big part of that film. Yeah, yeah. I Something I'm really psyched about is I remember really enjoying the original, mm. but I don't remember much about the story at all. So I'm not going to be yeah. coming into this with a, a existing story in mind. I'm just coming into this with a lot of goodwill and excitement and the image of the Candyman character mm. in my head. Same. Um, yeah, I, I do remember there being themes around um, poverty and possibly racism as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in many moons, I must say. So It's really, really exciting to be seeing it. Um, do we know anything else about who's in it? I'm not aware that there's anyone else that known. I don't know if the, it's a kind of, apart from, obviously, Tony Todd, I don't know if there's anyone that's sort of else well-known in it. Um, Jordan Peele's done this, hasn't he? Mm, I think so, yeah. We'll, we'll have to find that out mm. for the podcast. That's key information. That ring that, that, that ringed a bell, that rung a bell. And then I thought, <laughs> am I just bullshitting? <laughs> to the phone. To the it's phone. To the cloud. The, the, well, I, I'm sure I mean, it's I've taken Peele. about 10 days to order a pizza, so let's see how quickly I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I am looking forward to that pizza, though. Oh, me We've too. got uh, Papa John's on the way. Or Listeners at home. Father Jonathan's. <laughs> Father Jonathan, yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that sounds like a sort of like a gentle priest. comedy drama about, about a priest. priest yeah. like, who investigates uh, <laughs> crimes. What was that one? The Father Dowling Mysteries. Father Dowling? I've yeah. Heard of that one. Oh, it's about this priest. He's got like a bezzy mate who's a nun and they go around like solving crime. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's a really old show. So the only priest I know who solves crimes is Father Brown. Yeah, that's true. A lot of priests are solving crime. Yeah. I- yeah. Um, so the director... Oh, the, I think... Is there something called the Father Paolo Mysteries? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Have I just made that up, Father Paolo? <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, it was written by Jordan Peele. So, yeah, of course, we know. Yeah, brilliant. So um, we really enjoyed... One of the first episodes we did on the Midweek Horror Podcast was um, Get Out. Yes. And I still haven't seen us. No, I haven't. I haven't. Something to do with doppelgangers. Yeah, I I thought I had for a minute, but no, I would like to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to this one. And I'll be interested to see how it compares to the others, especially as I was a lot younger when I watched them. Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether it'll sort of be as good. But we shall see. I hope it's scary. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, I've got a little bit. So the reason I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before. One of the reasons I got into horror and really enjoyed horror is because I used to be really scared by horror films. Mm. Like in real life, I think I'm at least averagely brave. But horror films, I used to be like, I can't watch. Like if I f- thought, you know, if I thought it was building to a scare, mm. I'd be watching through my fingers. fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I sort of discovered how many films there were on stuff like Amazon Prime. I really started watching a lot of horror. We've done this podcast. I write reviews for a horror website. And I still enjoy horror, but I'm finding it harder to get scared. Yes. Because I think I think just through exposure to horror films, I've come to realise that they can't actually hurt me. <laughs> and they're not actually real. You know, something which I knew all along in my head. Yeah. But finally... Finally, it's sunk in. Yeah, sunk in. Yep. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I would love, 
Another film I've got on my watch list is The Night House, which is meant to be shit your pants scary. Really? Yeah, yeah. So okay, actually, we'll do, do that next. If yeah, I'm up for that. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I find, and I like, I like the eerie, weird, scary ones. That's that scares me. Like someone having their arm like chopped off and horrible guts hanging out and stuff. That doesn't scare me. Like I'm just like gross but you know some of those more eerie ones like i mean the ring comes to mind oh, being the one that freaked the crap out of me when i was younger yeah or, yeah i mean I, I say younger i was at least 18 but i remember watching it um at my house and my parents had gone out i was just crapping myself it really freaked me out um but it's not there's nothing gory or was this the american remake or no the original? this was the original the japanese one and, and to tell you the truth so the ring I think whichever one you see first, whichever version you mm. see first will be the one that scares you most. Because the American ones are really good, good film. They to be are. Honest. But it's, it's never going to be the same as the first time mm. you see it. And when you see the ending and you realise what's happening, you just shit your pants. It's terrifying, <laughs> isn't it? And obviously, the subsequent time you see it, whether you're re-watching the one you've already seen or watching the remake, mm. the ending's never going to have the same impact. Somehow I thought the American remake did very well. You know the the faces of the people who died of fright? Cause yes. Samara in the remake, Sadako mm. in the Japanese original, has got them. Mm. They did something really weird to their faces in the American remake, where they almost look like the bodies of drowned people who've just been in the water for ages. Oh, yeah. Whereas in the Japanese original, they just look terrified. Yeah, yeah. And... I thought that was a really good addition. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was about horrible. that, actually. That was quite freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're, yeah. we're, talk, we're talking about The Ring now, but yeah, I remember <laughs> so I saw Change that. of plan. <laughs> yeah, let's watch, let's, let's watch The Ring. So I saw the Japanese original at the cinema with two other lads when I was about 20. Mm. And it just fucked us up. <laughs> we, all three of us, we, we were just like a collective mess. Afterwards. Yeah. Like, so I was sort of like in the mood where I didn't want to walk across campus at night. Like mm. I'd be hurrying, hurrying through <laughs> the dark. Um, one of the guys I saw it with confided a few nights later that he'd been sleeping with the lights on, <laughs> sleeping with the lights on. And the other one, him and his flatmate, just before we went to see the ring had rented for their student digs a big TV, <laughs> which. <laughs> Which he just didn't want to go near. Like, he was like, I've spent money to rent this telly and I just don't want to watch it. Don't want to watch it. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to get that back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I do get it less these days. I occasionally still get it, though, when I have to, like, turn the telly on in my house to have background noise and put the lights on and, you know, just um, less. It's, It's the sign of a good... You know, writer and director, isn't it, really, when you get like that? Actually, the last time a horror film really shook me up, and not in a traditional horror way, but almost like just feeling a bit upset by it, was the ending of a film called The Stylist. okay. Like, you might go away and watch it now. Mm. Well, do, by the way, it's Mm. a great film. But there was just something about the very, very ending that um, must have just really pushed a button. Yeah. Like, and I watched it. I was like, this is brilliant, brilliant film. And then I went to bed. I was just lying in there, just thinking about the end, thinking, oh God, that ending was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Sometimes they sort of just stick with you and kind of go around your head. 
I one that stuck with me in that way was um, uh, Wolf Creek. Sure, I'm not seeing that. I mean, it's not. It is a bit actually. It, I, as I was saying, I don't. I'm not so much fussed on the kind of like gory ones. This was. But it was just that it was a bit sadistic and that kind of stayed with me. There was one bit in it where they were basically paralysed and that, oh, that stayed with me a while just because I just, I don't know, just kept coming into my so head. So what's, what's Wolf Creek about? So, so Wolf t- Creek. tell me, just give me a synopsis and yeah. I'll give you a synopsis of the stylist. Okay. Yeah, deal. Because at the minute we're just naming films. We are. <laughs> just showing how much we know. So Wolf Creek um, is basically about a group of young travellers who are going around the outback in Australia and they basically end up uh, somehow in the home of this weird, like, messed up guy who basically then goes after them and kills them and does torturous, weird things to them. It was very... Is it a bit like a chainsaw massacre style yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. It was loosely based on a serial killer over there called Ivan Malat who is believed to have killed quite a few people, like uh, travellers and stuff. And I think they loosely based some of it on what he did, but obviously a lot more hyped up. But yeah, the the, the bit where he sort of leaves someone basically paralysed, so he sets them free, but they can't get away. And I was like, oh, it's just horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. But generally those ones don't scare me so much, but because I think it was sadistic. And also there was that element of... You know, when people are in the house and the, the, the killer's coming after them and you're like, run, 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 run. There's that kind of like um, adrenaline bit to it. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like one of the best films, but like, it definitely stuck with me. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. And you were saying? Um, the Stylist is a film about a serial killer. Yeah. Who's a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And what she basically does is kills people whose hair she styles like her customers, periodically she'll kill one of them mm. and then scalp them Ugh. and keep their hair. And um, she has like this secret room where she's made all their scalps into wigs and she'll like sit in front of the mirror trying them on. It sounds schlocky and gross. It's actually a really quite upsetting film mm. with a really, really great performance at the heart of it. And it's kind of like a bit like a more extreme version of the conflicted feelings you get in St. Maud. Well, same word, the heroine's clearly crazy, but you sympathise with her. You want things to be okay with her. Mm. And it's even weirder in the stars, because obviously she's a serial killer, but the performance just makes the main character seem, like, quite vulnerable and, like, ill. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than, like, a, a schlocky sort of, you know, crazy butcher style. Mm. Uh, so it's a really... Yeah, it's quite an affecting film. Like, I'm not saying you watch it and you're like, "Oh, poor serial killer." Yeah, it's a, it's a bit more, it's a bit more nuanced. But than mixed that. emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great film. Mm. But the ending really upset me. Uh, I'll have to watch it. It's quite an upsetting film, actually. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but really good. Oh. Yeah, give it a watch. The stylist. Mm. See if you like it as much as me. Okay, we'll do. Right, and on that note, shall we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. For Candyman, and then... We're both on two at the minute, I think. We're both on two? Yeah, and there's a massive mirror over there, so I'm freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. For some reason, so we're watching Candyman. For some reason, I've just got a massive mirror just propped against the wall. In fact, there's two mirrors. Two mirrors, I know. Well, one of them's like some sort of mirrored plastic sheeting. Yeah. Um... 
Probably doesn't count. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of picture the folks at home are getting in my getting in my flat, but it's got quite a bit of clutter in here, hasn't it? Oh, hasn't it's it? fine. It's lovely. You okay. guys would love it. <laughs> okay, let's watch the yep. trailer, and then we'll reconvene after the jingle to tell the folks at home what we thought of the trailer. Hannah's doing a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> I just realised no one could see that. <laughs> All right, to the jingle. Right, we've just watched the trailer. Well. So I don't think that's the trailer you saw before. It's not the trailer I saw, definitely not. It's way better than the trailer I saw. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Bit... You tell me, the trailer you originally saw, they had like a scary version of, say my name, <laughs> say <laughs> my name. Actually, I did like that. And I, I was looking like forward that. to that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I did like that bit, Who actually. did the song say my, was it Destiny's Child? Destiny's Child, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like done like a... Like, like eerie, like yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. have to a check. little bit Marilyn Manson, exactly, exactly <laughs> like that. You'll have to check that out. That was good, and it was a good trailer. But that I really liked. Um, basically, in that trailer that we've just saw at the start, there was a guy sort of almost telling the story about the Candyman, and they were like sort of like little paper puppets they were doing, yeah, it with. Yeah. and I really liked that. I found that that looked was quite eerie. So it was very eerie, and normally I'd love that. I, I felt that that was like a little bit too obviously on trend for horror at the minute. Oh, do you think? Because I feel like since the Babadook. Mm, oh, okay, it, yeah, it felt yeah. felt a bit like they, but did they have that in the original? I can't even remember. Was don't, there no, that? No, I don't think they, so. They Babadooked it up a bit. So when he said, yeah. so the, the background of the Candyman, a guy used to give sweets to kids, then mm. some kids found some razor blades in the sweets. The police came round to arrest Candyman, but I think they just I think they killed, killed him, him tortured and killed him. And then after that, more razor blades were turning up in sweets in the neighbourhood mm. and they realised it wasn't Candyman at all. So basically he was an innocent man who got killed. Nice man. Yeah. 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 Got murdered by racist police and then turned into... It's actually quite light on how he turns into a ghost. Yeah. But now... Is he even a ghost or more of a... I mean, I wouldn't even say he was a ghost. It's almost like a demon or something. Or something, yeah, you know, yeah. you have to call him. Also, I misremembered that. Apparently, it's five, five times. times. Or maybe that might just be inflation. I don't know. That might be right. Because <laughs> <laughs> like when, when they remake it in 2045, it might be, yeah, if you say his name 11, 11 times, times in the mirror. Kind of, no, that might, be, that might be right, though. I think I just, um, yeah, that seemed like a lot. I feel yeah, like three is the magic enough. number. Three is yeah. better, like Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Candyman. Uh, like... <laughs> it's why I'm not looking at the mirror. But, like, I'm not sure it's quite Candyman. Yeah. Candyman. Candyman. Keep going. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. I mean, it gives you more room for error, doesn't it? But, you know, I just, yeah. <laughs> more room for error. <laughs> yeah, like, if, like he's, oh, yeah. if he's worried about people calling him by accident, a mm. hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we digress. He was, um, yeah, he was, so I, I, I see him more as like, not quite a demon, but something you summon. He's not really a ghost. He's not like haunting the house as such. I don't know, really. Well, Somewhere in between. Got a hook, so what I'd be interested to find out is why has he got a hook for a hand? And also, what's the bees thing? Because I know that the bees are a motif for Candyman. For Candyman, And yeah. one, one popped up in the trailer. They, the, the hook... I think was explained in the other films, but now that completely... Yeah, I'm sure it was, but I just can't remember. It's gone so from my memory, It'll yeah. be a nice Yeah, it'll be nice to know. 
Well, we'll find but out. But we'll find out, we'll you know. Find out, because yeah. this is the problem. I, like I said, I haven't watched this, this film in years, and you do misremember some of this stuff or, you know, mix it with other things. So it'd be good to, yeah, kind of see it a bit fresh. Yeah, yeah. The, the shadow puppets telling the backstory were really cool. I don't know why I didn't enjoy them more. Yeah, I've not even seen the Babadook. No, I haven't, but I know what you're on about. Cause yeah, I, I, ju- I just yeah. saw that and thought, oh, well, they tried to go a bit Babadook. Do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the original Hereditary trailer that just had those weird repeating sort of discordant orchestral instruments going like, duh, duh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like I've seen so many horror trailers since then that have the same sort of insistent repeating mm. yeah like and so a lot of trailers i see i think i've been trying you want like try a unique idea yeah yeah, yeah yeah um but maybe look we'll we'll watch the film and maybe i'll love the shit puppets i don't know i mm. thought about i thought the trailer was very promising yeah good trailer really good really good really well acted good story yeah yeah do we know how long this film is because uh, that for me for me the sweet spot for a horror film yeah. is 80 to 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah, you're but if they've got that. to say Candyman five times, I think that's going to pad out the film. Nice. I think it's going to be an hour and 45 minutes. 91 minutes. Oh, so we've got Just one minute of extra Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> one, minute, one minute of crap. Oh, it would have been so funny if they did the final edit and it was like, right, guys, this is 72 minutes long. We don't think that's long enough. Can we... Stick a bit extra. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've got loads of loads of loads of offcuts of people saying <laughs> the word Candyman. <laughs> we'll just make it five times instead of three, and that'll take us up to ninety-one okay, minutes. Yeah, that would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's only one minute over, so we should be fine. Yeah, it's just yeah. one minute of someone saying it. So I can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be five stars. I think five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're too keen, aren't we? It's yeah, I hope wrong. it's not, not a disappointment. <laughs> and I'm hoping the same about this pizza. Um, still chucking, ch- chucking and ketting. <laughs> Are they still no, che- checking and cutting it? still checking and cutting. That is bullshit. I know. I was checking that I'd, that I'd refreshed it and it had been refreshed. But yeah, they're just... Checking it really well. So they've been checking and cutting it for 15 minutes now. When this pizza comes, I want it to be a perfect circle. It better be bloody good. (laughs) (laughs) It better be nothing missing from it. Can you imagine if it's just the sloppiest pizza in the world? (laughs) Just anything on it. Just, you know, stick a carrot on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. So what we'll do, we'll have our pizza when it arrives, then we'll watch the film. So all this, like from the listener's point of view, it's going to be just a brief jingle. But we've actually got quite a lot planned. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have our dinner. Full evening. Yeah, we're going to watch a 91-minute film. And then we're going to come back here and tell everyone at home what we thought of it. I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll see you then. Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. It's on his way! It's on his way? <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> Ooh, 
We're back. We're back. I think we're going to have a thing or two to say about this cinematic yeah. experience. Oh, hang on. I'm probably going to be quite quiet. Let me mm. just recline the chair. Well, and get my go. face a bit closer to the <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> so, where to start? Um, how, what, what did you think of it as an overall? I think. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling to rate it because mm. considering how generous I normally am with stars, mm. it feels a bit tight to give it... It's definitely... It feels a bit tight to give it less than four stars, but I think it might be like 3.8 stars out of five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was really enjoying it and going along with it. And then it got to a point and I think they killed it. And I was, you know, so to speak. And I just sort of thought, oh. Do you know what we were like then? Do you ever watch First Dates? <laughs> I've watched it, yeah. And it's like, um, uh, so w- would you like to go on another date? Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, day. the day. Long pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I j- <laughs> <laughs> You're great company, great chat. <laughs> Just don't see it going any further. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we sounded like. I meant to be the, <sighs> like <laughs> the, the beat- awkward. Oh, don't want to upset you, yeah. but nah. Tony Todd. It's a no. Well, it wasn't even Tony Todd, was it? Um, no. It. So I. Do you know what, the, the people at home, the minute we said we enjoyed it, they'd be like, oh, they fucking hate they it. They fucking hate it. But I didn't at all. This is no. the thing. I thought, I love the folklore. I mean, I'm big on that anyway, and I loved all that. And I thought they were doing really well with it. And it was really going along for me for a, at least four and a f- 4.55. Oh, really? Uh, for quite a way. And then because of I love like the legend and all the stuff and all the backstory and it was really well thought out. The problem was I just think the end absolutely, absolutely killed it. Okay, so what I'm going to do is Mm. I'm just going to remind our listeners at home. Mm -hmm. We used to have a spoiler-free section. Yeah. And then there was another jingle and then we get into spoilers. We got rid of that. So we're we're straight in spoilers from the start. I enjoyed the spoiler section. (laughs) <laughs> but I was going to say and do you know what, Anna every time we do this podcast no matter how many podcasts we do in the new system I'm going to bring it up just to passive passive aggressively let you know that I loved the spoiler free section absolutely it was a five stars from you <laughs> Well, so, yeah, I think we are, I mean, we're very much going to head into spoiler territory now for anyone who is planning to still watch it, because it's still a fairly new film, only out this year. So um, I would say, I would say go and watch it, especially if you watch the other two. It's worth a watch. If you're a horror fan, it's worth a watch. To see what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a good talking point, I think, if nothing else. Um, Because, so there are lots of bits that they brought into it from... And I, I struggle to think between one and two, to be honest. So I I've never seen two. Okay. So probably the bits that I was going, oh, was that in one or two? It was probably in one then, because yeah, you remembered yeah. it as well. And one thing I will say, mm. I had no idea this was a sequel. I thought it was a reboot. Mm. And I got really excited at the beginning when they started talking, because, do you know, I said I could hardly remember the film. Yeah. Uh, the original, except that mm. I enjoyed it. 
when they started talking about the baby that got snatched and the woman who everyone thought it was the woman doing it yeah and the woman who went crazy i was like oh wait this rings a bell yeah this is, they're talking about the original film yeah and i got quite excited then because like i said i didn't know it was a sequel and that mm. just seemed quite uh you know it's nice in this age of remakes to actually say no no everyone likes the first film yeah we'll keep that as part of the canon mm. and we'll just pick up the story sometime in the future. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, I like that too. And I like that they went back to it and they were looking into the legend. And then they were also, they also kind of were talking about um, the story. So obviously the story of the um, chap that hands out the sweets to the kids that gets attacked yeah. uh, and killed by the police. They also went back to the story of um, the young artist who falls in love with the, I think the rich, the, the rich man's daughter and gets killed. And that was the start of it with the hook because they tacked him, put the hook hand in his stump. In, no, not in his stump. They hacked his hand off, hook in the stump, put him in, smothered him in honey. Got some bees so the bees to sting got him. him. And that was like the start of the candy man. I had completely forgotten that from the original and it didn't come back when I was watching it, but I had right. to piece it together from watching this film. The idea in the mythology of the Candyman, there was an original Candyman in the 1800s, mm. who was the first one to have a hook and get stung by bees. And since then, throughout history... It's been like other kind of incidents have fed it, yeah, I would yeah. say, and fed the beast. Yeah. So although that was the original Candyman... As they said, the guy, the uh, the guy, the dry cleaning guy, said it's not a man. It's like you know, it's it's so and so and so and so and so and so and yeah, they yeah. almost all come back to that area. But it it's usually oh, well, I say usually, I think always a kind of seems to be a black guy that is killed by you know white people for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. In a kind of horrible attack. So the guy who was handing out the sweets and got blamed for putting razor blades in the sweets became a Candyman, yeah. but he wasn't the first Candyman. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's where the coat came from. The long, orangey-yellow coat that he wears. And the bees. Well, the bees came from the old... Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you said the coat came from the old... Oh, no, I think the coat came from Candyman, old man, handing out sweets. Because if you think you wouldn't have worn that coat back in the 1800s, like a Del Boy coat, isn't it, from the 70s? <laughs> Del Boy coat. Oh, and he had a hook as well. Well, I don't... Ca- Candyman did have a hook, because you remember when he stepped out of the wall oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Do you, well, oh, yeah. Well, I need to watch them again. Yeah, we, we're getting into one of my problems here, which was that <laughs> I kept getting a bit lost. Me too. And yeah. actually, I should... I would say maybe we should have watched the two before, but I don't know, because I like to think you, oh. should, you could come at this fresh... Without having to. Yeah, yeah, you could watch it as a standalone because it sort of sums up. I guess if you were watching this new one as a standalone, mm. being told about the woman who went crazy would be just like being told about the artist who fell in love. Yeah, and true. Got, that, got I mean, killed. It, it would just be like a legend that people... To be honest, I think it is fine. I think it's the fact that we then trip over ourselves because we're trying to think of what happened in the others. If you just watch this, So I think this one only is a sequel to the first one. I think you might be right. I think they, like, ignored the second one mm. and the subsequent ones. Because at one point they were talking about doing Candyman versus Leprechaun. What? So, <laughs> I don't know if they ever made it, but there was... Some... Okay. Oh, brilliant. 
in. Okay, so we, we've just done a, a very bad job of explaining the mythology. But, mm. but the key take-home for the listeners is, you got some mythology. you got some good mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I love, and it usually I find lacking. Um, but th- no, really good mythology in this one, some really good backstory. And I think, actually, I was only tripping over myself because couldn't really remember how that fitted in to the first one, but it didn't really matter because they did explain it fully for this film. Yeah. So that's fine. Let, let's start at the beginning then, because you said mm. until the end you were loving it. Yeah. So what did you love about well, it? Well, I really liked the fact that there's this, you know, like we say, the mythology, there's this old legend, a sort of struggling, well, not struggling painter, but... A, should we say a painter struggling for a muse and inspiration Yeah, kind of comes back across this story and then that kind of reignites the passion. Yeah, he digs up the events from the first film. Yeah. The first film being about a PhD student who goes to research urban myths Yeah, in the, the projects Yeah, and discovers the Candyman story. He finds out about her and how she went crazy and killed everyone. And that really just gets his creative juices flowing. Mm. And for the first time in a couple of years, he's painting. Yeah. And, you know, he's sort of quite an interesting character. Again, an artist like the original Candyman. So nice little kind of link back there. Um, and then start, obviously starts producing these really good paintings and kind of getting people interested again. And I kind of liked that they were sort of, yeah, link, link, and they linked him in to the sort of mythology as well. Um, and then they didn't kind of mess about, you know, it is what it is. You say it and he kills you and he did. And I, d- yeah, I didn't. Five they, times. Yeah. And they, they kind of didn't like, oh, I spent too long over that. It was like, yep, yeah, they killed him and then people were dying. And obviously it was almost looking like it was going to be blamed on Anthony. Yes. The yes main I thought guy. they were going to retread the first film. Yeah. And have the artist because his mental state's deteriorating. Yeah. And he actually visited one of the victims immediately before she got candy-manned yeah. in my favourite visual scene of the film. Yeah, that was Where the fantastic. camera's panning out and looking at these luxury flats from miles away. And then you just see this invisible force pick her up, mm. like mash her against the window and drag her around the flat in eerie silence. Yeah. It was beautifully done. And then he went straight from there to the restaurant. Yeah. And as all his art friends like, oh my God, she's been killed. You know, they're just getting the news reports. So, yeah, I thought they were going to do similar to the first mm. film. Have a whole, um, you know, he gets picked up by the police and they think he killed her. But yeah, they didn't really make that a big plot in the film, did no. they, till right at the end? No, and I think it was still, for me, it was still interesting. He's deteriorating. He's becoming more like um, the Candyman. Yeah, he gets stung by a bee. And yeah. That turns into like body horror with half his whole, you know, like his hand goes scabby and then half his whole body. Because all the way up to his neck. Yeah. Um, and then I think even up to the point where he sort of goes to visit his mother and she talks to him about how he did grow up in uh, Cabrini Green and he was the baby from the first, from the film, first yeah. film. I thought, lovely, they've tied all this together beautifully. Like really quite, you know, I was quite impressed Nice pace, bit of murder, good story, good tie-in with the original mythology. And it killed it for me when you went back to the uh, laundrette to talk to the guy who knew about the the 70s incident. Yeah, so we, we haven't mentioned that yet, have we? Mm. So there's a guy who runs the laundrette yeah. who saw 
before he got killed, immediately before he got killed by the police, the candy man who was going around giving out sweets. And afterwards. And afterwards, mm. that's revealed later. He, he actually, yeah. Candyman kills his sister because she says... She says the name five times yeah. in the mirror. But... And and he's sort of like, it's an important role in a horror film in mythology. Yeah. The guy who explains the, who knows the backstory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, The guy who knows shit and kind of is the, the storyteller. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a good character. So I just thought it it didn't work for me. When it ends up that the laundrette guy is actually a bit mad himself. Yeah. Kidnaps um, Anthony's girlfriend and Anthony. And then for no reason that I could work out, decides that he needs to kill him. And, well, I say kill him. He Basically what he wants to happen is he wants to make him into the candy man. So he cuts off his arm and sticks a hook in the stump and makes him look like the Candyman. And then he, what he wants to happen is for the police to to kill him, like they have done with the other Candyman. But yeah, it's, it's like he's trying to resurrect Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Through Anthony, the artist guy, and you know he wants to do this because he was the baby. Fine. But I just didn't get his motivation. No, no. He he, he was just at the end. He was revealed to be crazy batshit and i and for me that was just when it was like oh well you didn't think this through this end through very well it it wasn't that i had a problem with him being the one who kind of you know took anthony down but there was no reason why (laughs) i just didn't think why why go after the baby that was saved why yeah how did he work out that anthony how did he know he was the baby? Was the yeah. baby who survived, yeah. But also, why go after him? Yeah. I mean, the Candyman had been laid to rest at that point until, you know, he got him interested in it again. So I didn't really get the point of that. Yeah, no, it didn't make a huge amount of sense to me. I also... Also, Tony Todd only appeared right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, As a CGI Tony Todd. I suddenly went to you, didn't I? There's Tony Todd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, popped up for like a second. Because my memory of the original was so faint, I didn't know exactly what Tony Todd looked like. So I was trying to work out if the guy who played... There's yeah, too many candy can- men. There's too many candy... Well, that was the other thing, because you were like, oh, and I was like, no, that's not Tony Todd. And then we were like, okay, and then waiting, waiting, waiting for him, and then it was like... What, a couple of seconds at the end? What's he say? He, he floats. I like yeah, it when Candyman floats. I like floats. the float, yeah. He hardly does it in the film. Yeah, I like it. And then the bees sort of clear from his face, and he's a CGI Tony Todd, and he says, hello, everybody. And that's the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. Was it hello, everybody? It was something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have yeah. to, I'd have to too, do Too many Candyman. Yeah. Well, actually, there's two. Well, can- three Candyman. Three. Man. There's the original one back in the 1800s. There's the one in this film who was giving out sweets and who appears in mirrors to kill people throughout the most of the film. And then at yeah. the end, Anthony the artist becomes like a new candy New Candyman, yeah. Too many Candymen. They should have called candy. it Candyman. Candyman, yeah. And then it would have been Candyman. Candyman. Candyman 3 would have been next. Then Candyman Resurrection. Yeah. Candyman versus Predator. <laughs> or Leprechaun. Return of the Candyman. Yeah, it's... The other bit as well I thought was lazy, considering that considering that this film is very much about um 
racial prejudice and to, you know, kind of terrible, terrible crimes against black people by figures of authority as well as just general white people in history. The bit with the police at the end, I thought was horribly lazy. It was like... Especially when you compare it to Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just... Yeah. It was like, oh, the police come. He's on the floor. They shot him. They... It was like, you could have made that a bit more interesting. I'm not saying... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the police wouldn't shoot an innocent black man, even in this day and age. That is far from what I'm saying. But I'm saying he was lying on the floor, bleeding to death. And this police officer apparently ran in and just shot him. And it was a bit like... And then basically threatened the woman. Uh, basically saying, "Well, there's two stories here. One is blah blah blah. So the police officer had no choice mm. but to shoot. Or and then he basically threatens to frame her as yeah. an accomplice if she doesn't say that." I just thought it was a bit lazy. I thought you could have shown the racist police in a much more, maybe more slightly subtle way, which I think would, but still powerful way which i think would have been you know possibly even have a sort of stronger feel to it or even i I figure you can make the racism egregious yeah but make that build more from what we've seen so far yes because it felt like a complete shift in tone totally the other thing was i thought that they'd shot her because i thought she'd put her hands up and they'd shot her because the the guy was bleeding to death on the ground like just it would have been more realistic if she'd stood up in panic and they'd shot her Mm -hmm. and then they'd gone oh we shouldn't have shot her but we did let's pretend she was coming at do you know what i mean and then she can be candy woman and then she yeah candy gal (laughs) but you know could, could we have candy man and candy dog (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know we're coming up to that time of year <laughs> i mean you could yeah let's go for it when he's floating away <laughs> we're walking <laughs> on the air <laughs> so yeah it it has a lot a lot a lot of more than i would say promise but then it just got lazy at the end in my opinion So I didn't like, I didn't like the start and middle as much as you. Oh really? Yeah, I mean I didn't dislike it, mm. but I wasn't in love with it. Oh, fair enough. I mean I agree with all your complaints about the end. Um, what else do I think about the end? I think the film in general was trying to do too much stuff. So the ending, I guess they wanted to do something a bit different, but that just sort of lurched in a whole new direction with the laundry guy turning out to be crazy mm. and basically try to resurrect Candyman. Um, there was the body horror, and the weird thing was, even when his arm was yeah. hand was really skanky, no one really commented on it. And I thought the <laughs> twist was going to be that was all in his head. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, I thought he was going to say something like, "Oh God, what is wrong with my hand?" And somebody would say, "What do you mean what your you hand looks fine?" Yeah, I mean well, that well, that would have been cheesy. Yeah. But otherwise, why weren't people saying, saying, dude, look at your hand? Dude, like, we need to get you to a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Also, he said he went to hospital and they sorted him out. Yeah, they, they did didn't not sort him out, yeah. <laughs> they didn't at all. Yeah, they didn't even... <laughs> didn't do anything to him, did they? <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, maybe he candy-manned the nurse and just legged it. I don't maybe. know. Maybe, yeah. Um, do you know, I actually think what would have been better was also to leave it a bit 
is this all in his head? And it, has he killed, gone a bit mad and killed these people? Yeah. And is everything, the legends out there and everything, but is it not even saying, yes, it is in his head, but leaving a bit of like, it could be. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of, we don't know either way. I think possibly would have been cleverer than what they did with it. Yeah. Something else I wasn't keen on, and I'm actually surprised that I wasn't keen on this, because mm. it was really quite clever. So it's set in the world, the art world, mm. and especially the, the first appearance of Candyman killing people takes place in the art gallery where there's lots of screens, there's the mirror, there's lots of weird lighting, and it creates this real uncertainty over, like visually, because it's quite complex, like what's a reflection and what isn't. Mm. And they did a lot of stuff where they try to do different things with the fact that he's in the reflection but not in real life. Like um, the massacre in the girls' toilets at the high school. Mm. Like a, a a makeup compact falls onto the floor and like bees are on both sides of it and a bee flies off into the reflection. Yeah. And actually, I think the mirror is such a striking motif. I wish they'd kept it a bit more simple. I think there's something quite powerful about somebody looking in a mirror and saying his name and then Candyman's behind them. Mm. Where it's almost like in a lot of scenes, <sighs> the composition was so complex, it wasn't like that you didn't feel like you had that same clear delineation between reflection and reality. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised at that yeah. because even describing it out loud, it sounds quite cool and it was quite clever. Mm. But to me, it just lessened the fundamental scariness okay, of that somebody's in the mirror and not in real life. I'm just like cleaner, you know, more, you. more classic yeah. shots of here am I, here's a mirror in front of me. There's no one behind me in real life, but there he is in the mirror. Yeah. You think it didn't need to be so fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they really, you know, they had stuff like an invisible force would be doing them and you'd see like a weird barely visible reflection in a milky glass, like an opaque glass mm. door or something, which was quite quite clever, but um, I feel like it was maybe a bit wasted on me. Oh, also, I found the characters quite annoying. Like, <laughs> Some e of them were, even yeah. the heroes, like that whole art world, they were just so pretentious. Yeah, they, I, I didn't feel... The, the only one I really sort of felt kind of empathy for and, and quite liked was Tony. The artist. But even because... he could turn on the pretension, like when he's <laughs> describing his work to that critic in the oh, uh, yeah. gallery. And I, I can't even remember what he said. He went, oh, well, really, it's like blah, 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 nonsense. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, real PhD sociologists. They weren't style. lovable characters, were they? No. Any of them, really. Apart, really? I mean, he was, I would say, I would argue him to a degree, but... Yeah, the rest of them, just not particularly likeable. And I I mean, you weren't that sad for a lot of them when they got killed. You're just no, like, not oh. at all. You know, Do you know what I'd have liked to say to him? When mm. he did that little speech explaining what his artwork was about, I would have liked to say, just tell me that again in simple terms, like you'd explain it to a child. Because I bet that would have been a much better explanation rather than describing it in the most sort of 
Yeah, but I think the point... Impressive sounding way possible. I think the point was he was trying to impress that woman because she'd been really down on his work and obviously she was a fancy pants art critic. So I think he was trying to impress her with his fancy words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the one Mm. bit I loved from the art world and the pretentious art people was where the um, the art dealer's ranting after they've had an argument and his girlfriend says to him, love will tear us apart. And he says, you like Joy Division. We get it. Because <laughs> yeah, she has the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And we were laughing mm. even before he said that, yeah. just that she'd said love will tear, tear us, us apart. apart. Yeah. So when he chipped in with that, I was I bellowed with laughter. Yeah, that was funny. But um, yeah, vi- visually, really nicely done, I thought. You know, kind of dark uh the killing scenes are very good not like mind-blowing but a nice film only in that general. only that long Visually. shot of the lit windows mm. in the luxury flats and the silence where the woman gets picked up by an invisible basically like squeegee drown yeah. the window that's the only one that really stuck in my mind well that's what i mean i don't think mind-blowing but i also think it was it, it was right you know it was all quite dark um and shadowy and kind of the you know the kills are always sort of very quick people being thrown through the air and you're not really ever seeing anything too much but yeah i mean i think i'm maybe being a bit kind but it was it was stylishly put together it was nice yeah i you know no complaints um i love the music yeah the score was good score was good yeah but again, not mind blowing. Just went nicely with the visuals and the story. Yeah, I would yeah. say. I mean, they could have done with a bit more Destiny's Child, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Can't it w- have it all. Wasn't in there at all. Wasn't was in it? there at all. No. I, I yeah, I thought it was a bit disappointing. Mm. But I've seen much worse films. Same. I didn't think it was bad. <clears throat> no, it wasn't. I just bad at all. didn't think it was as good as I was. It was gonna be. We were so psyched um, for this film. Yeah. But that always worries me so in in a way. We should have known. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. It wasn't a bad film, just wasn't mind-blowing. I think I knew I wasn't really going to relate to the characters. When we first meet them, sat in their trendy flat, talking about different <laughs> types of wine. Yeah. I'm yeah. a simple pleasures kind of guy. You know, I like a pizza. Mm. I like a reclining chair. Yeah. I like new movies on my projector. I, th- I think the fact that it was set in that whole sort of art world of trendy people drinking wine. You found it hard to relate to anyway. It, it yeah. just, yeah, it just made it hard for me to fall in love with the characters. Actually, that's weird though, because I see so many films like, oh, I loved June. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how much, how much do I have in common with Paul Atreides? Nothing. Probably so not I a didn't, lot. So I don't, yeah, I don't know why that left me feeling a bit cold in this case. I mean, I'm, Dead classy and love my wine, so you know I was right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> no shitloads about art, honestly. Um, I don't even mean though they weren't because the, th- the thing is, you can relate to characters in weird and wonderful worlds if there's something about them. You know, it doesn't really matter. They could be like you know Jar Jar Binks if there's something that you like about that personality. But they were just very cold and sort of only interested in. Art stuff that seems quite vapid. Yeah. Is vapid yeah. a word? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What hmm. does it mean? It's like <laughs> <laughs> which has, which is meaningless and like materialistic, isn't that vapid? Yeah, which is a weird thing to say about artists, but it seemed 
It seemed like that with them, didn't it? Yeah. They weren't very nice either. They were just horrible to each other. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, even his girlfriend, just because he broke a mirror, she was going to leave him. And it's like, oh. Oh, so he did believe in Candyman. With her, <laughs> yeah, that was that. <laughs> well, maybe she was just like, seven years bad luck. I'm, I'm, I'm out smoke. of there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to be around for seven years bad luck. I no tar. Well, shall we have a look have on we, we our old friend, Tomatometer? where are they? The Tony Todd cameo was very disappointing. Oh, I think... It I wasn't imagine even a, good CGI. I imagine a lot of fans were hoping for more than that. Yeah, although I do think the guy who played the Candyman for the majority of the film was good. He had an eerie yeah, look about him. He was good, but not the best... Oh, I'm, do you know what I'm writing it in? Tomatometer. Of course. Well, they weirdly. Yeah, well, that's what it's called. It's called the tomato. We, we. Oh, okay. It's the tomatometer. Yes, of course it is. Tomatometer like, is just our way like, of pronouncing it. Do you know what? It's brought up rotten tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brain uh, of a goldfish, Han. Brain <laughs> of a goldfish. Honestly. Right, are we, are we guessing? Yeah, I'm Let's not, well, I'm first. not looking. Hang on, I'm just typing it in. I'm, I've got quite good at not looking. Uh, okay. Is it it's loading? You're looking. I'm not, because it's not. Okay, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it loaded because the score came off on no, screen? No, no, because it just, like, it just, the, the, the picture went white, so it's okay. So presumably there's something on there. Um, right. Okay. What do you reckon? 62. 62%. Okay. Actually, no, 58%. Oh. Yeah. Uh, if it's 62, I'll be kicking I know. 67 for me. Okay. Wrong. (laughs) What's the audience score? Audience score is 72%. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, maybe we're just a pair of grumps. We are a pair of grumps. I mean, we both did say we didn't hate it. I guess it's not the film's fault. We liked it enough. It was just not the best. I guess it's not the film's fault that we've not watched a movie for ages, so we were really (laughs) excited. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, let's have a look at what the critics say. Okay, do you want a splodge or a tomato? Do you know what? Those? Normally start with splodge. Let's start with a red tomato, because I want to hear what people liked about it. Okay, Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy says, It's ironic that for a movie marinating in major issues, the most imagination is exhibited in the killing scenes. Is that a red tomato? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the full review, but... So, like, obviously he's giving he's it... Gonna I think he's giving it three stars or something. He gave it 2.5 out of four. 2.5 out of four. What a weird scoring system. <laughs> no. Okay, let's go to for um, Grant Watson from Fiction Machine. Ooh. A tremendous and impressive piece of work that manages to revive an old horror classic while also charting its own distinctive path through the material. I half agree, but then don't... 
don't fuck it at the end. Do you know what I mean? I have better ideas for an ending. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I, I can't, I get where he's going with that. Okay. Do you want a splodge or more tomatoes? Let's have one more tomato. One more tomato. Okay. And then we'll get to grips with the splodges. Okay. Luke Parker from the Star Democrat says, <laughs> The result is a mixed bag. Without the background, without Helen's investigation and her introduction to this world, this Candyman movie falls more in line with meat and slash, with the meat and slash routine of other horror reboots. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it def- it's definitely helped by the background. If you think if that, if you didn't have that, well, you wouldn't know what was happening. <laughs> much of a film, would you? <laughs> no. Okay, so a splodge. Sean Chandler from Sean Chandler Talks About. <laughs> There's a lot to respect about the aesthetics of the film and how it expands the mythology of the original, but I found the film's handling of the social commentary to be too heavy-handed. Yeah, I can see that. It's quite a mute... It's not exactly a hatchet job, is it? no. Let's get a hatchet job. Well, I was just thinking, Eileen Jones from the Jacobin, it sounds like she was very much on the same page as us. After looking forward to it for so long, it's hard not to feel let down about the film's lack of imagination. Mm-hmm. Agree with you there, Eileen. Dennis Harvey from 48 Hills says... <laughs> what are these weird <laughs> names of publications? <laughs> a heavy-handed misfire. Oh, mm. yeah, concise. Dis- Dennis is disappointed, you can tell. What do the fans say? Yeah, let's let's look at some user reviews. They're yeah. usually good for a laugh. Yeah. Audience. Should we start with anything in particular or just the first one that comes up? Let's have the first one that comes up. Okay. Anthony B says, such, such a disappointment. Confusing and confused, which is a lethal combination. Ooh. <laughs> Touche. Armando P says, I wish one person wrote this film instead of three, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Does he think the candy men wrote the script? Well, maybe. (laughs) Um, Armando P, is that P as in an initial or P as in a vegetable? (laughs) An initial. Okay. Yeah. Um, A more positive one from Bruno L. A very good follow-up to the original without having to rely on knowledge of the previous films to get the full effect. This maintained the vibes and thrills of the original. Ezie says, Wasn't scary enough to qualify as a horror movie and wasn't interesting enough to serve as a commentary on race like it attempted to. So that's an interesting point because we were hoping for a really scary film. Well, we will actually, yeah. It wasn't scary. I wasn't scared. No. No. Wasn't even nervous. No. Any more? One more. One more. I love the reviews. <laughs> yeah, me too. Unknown says, lame remake. Shame on Jordan Peele for making it about hate. I mean... I, I think that's baked <laughs> in. <laughs> I also think, no, not shame on Jordan Peele. Just better ending. Yeah. I, Just I better got, ending, Jordan. i got to say, also, lame remake, as we've discussed extensively... Not really a a remake. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point as well, actually. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they all... They they either go... What did he think the original was about? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think uh, a lot of them are quite similar, actually. A lot of people were sort of a bit disappointed. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I think, so the thing about Rotten Tomatoes is every individual review counts as a good review and a, or a bad review. Yeah. And I think that 80-odd percent is going to have a lot of three-star reviews yes, behind it. Yes, it does, yeah. Like, mildly positive. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's hard to argue it's a bad film. Yeah, it's not a bad film. I really don't think it's a bad film at all. It's just not a great film. No. I tell you what, though, I'd really like to see Candyman versus Leprechaun. <laughs> that sounds like it'd be brilliant. <laughs> Who's Leprechaun? You know who Leprechaun is. I mean, like an Irish like Leprechaun. Have you never heard of the Leprechaun <laughs> franchise? Oh, my God. No, Hannah. I was like, you've what? never... I was it's, it's one of the classic horror Leprechaun. franchises. Put it in, yeah. Put it in Je- Rotten it? Tomatoes yeah, and read the titles. They Lep- made loads of loads of them. Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Leprechaun back to the hood. Yeah. Leprechaun's revenge. Leprechaun origins. Bloody hell. Leprechaun returns. I mean, how have I? There's a leprechaun never... in space. <laughs> I've never heard of this thing. Do you know who? Who is in the first Leprechaun film? Right. Jennifer Aniston. What? Oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And Warwick Davis. I love Warwick Davis. I love that in, in Leprechaun 2 back... Yeah, I like. I really like Warwick Davis as well. In Leprechaun 2 Back to the Hood, it's some guy called Kirk, Sticky Fingers Jones. <laughs> is that a character or an actor? <laughs> an actor. Kirk, <laughs> Sticky Fingers Jones. <laughs> Well, there we go. Also, in Leprechaun Origins, there's someone called <laughs> Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle is a name. Just Hornswoggle on its own. Oh, on its own? Yeah, like... Do you not remember there was an episode of Friends where Chandler <laughs> makes a, <laughs> Yeah. He's not going to make any jokes, and Ross says he's seen somebody... Someone called. Hornswoggle, like Deborah Hornswoggle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I think it's another Dylan Hornswoggle. Yeah, it is. Dylan Hornswoggle Postal. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's going on with all these stupid So is Hornswoggle nicknames? like his rap name? I don't know, because that was from Origins, so not The Hood. Oh, sorry, I thought it was... Sticky sort of... Fingers was from The Hood, but... Hornswoggle would be a terrible rap name. I mean, God, I can't believe I've never heard of this thing. And there is tons of it. You've never heard of the Leprechaun franchise? Never! Ooh, so we were going to watch The Night House next, weren't we? We were. Ice do tea is in one of these. Yeah, yeah, do you want to watch a leprechaun instead? Shall we? Should we watch, well, what was the other one we were going to watch again? Sorry. The Night House. Yes. So we could watch, I mean, seeing as leprechaun's an older one, and we've just watched a newer one, we, we could watch do a leprechaun, leprechaun and yeah. then watch The Night House. And do you want to watch the up. original leprechaun, or one of the increasingly ludicrous sequels? What do you think? The original? I think we have to either go in the hood or space. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Which is your favourite of the Leprechaun franchise? Well, actually, I've seen uh, Leprechaun in space. Mm. Never seen either of his uh, visits to the hood. Oh, well, maybe we could see one of his visits to the hood. Leprechaun in the hood? There's also one called Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, but I don't think that's part of the... The franchise. <laughs> when you look at the actors. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't maybe think maybe not. Unless it was a really early one. 
I can't believe you'd never heard of the, that. It's like one of the famous shit horror franchises. Hmm. Well, we'll get on it then. We'll watch In the Hood. Yeah, I mean, looking forward okay, to it. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, well, nice. join us next time, guys, when we'll be watching Leprechaun In the Hood. We'll see you then. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> of that there's also something here called if you like that you might like pumpkin head 2 blood wings you've never heard of pumpkin oh, head oh come on are you serious <laughs> you've never heard of pumpkin head oh, are you actually serious yeah. now hang on okay so you've never pumpkin heard of lep- leprechaun or pumpkin head have you heard of um oh what's that one with the, the flying oh balls and the tall man Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs>